1: Hey, I'm Nora Jones, and today I'm playing along with Remy Wolf. I'm just playing along with you. I'm just playing along with you. Hi, I'm Nora Jones. Welcome to the show. With
0: me, as always, is Sarah Oda. Hi. Hi. Our guest today is incredibly talented and very sweet singer-songwriter, Rami Wolf. We had so much fun. Yeah, she's young, but she's covered a lot of bases. Yeah. She made her solo debut in twenty nineteen with her EP called You're a Dog exclamation point. <laughs> I could hear her saying that, too. And has followed that up with releases called I'm Allergic to Dogs, and We Love Dogs. We do talk <laughs> about dogs in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and in 2021, she put out her first studio album titled Juno. And this year she's played and is scheduled to play some huge festivals from Coachella to Governor's Ball to Bonnaroo to the Newport Folk Festival and more. She's just everywhere. She's everywhere. She's doing really great. She's an incredible singer. Yeah. Being in the room with her
1: and hearing the power from her voice was really special, and um, we had a lot of fun. Um, she is really interesting, and her songs are so great. And um, I heard about her from a friend, so I didn't know her music very long, and it was
0: really fun that we got to connect. Yeah, her voice and her songwriting is like truly her own thing, and she yeah. can tell you can hear lots of different influences sort of in there, which she talks about in the episode. Yeah, we had a blast. So. Please enjoy our hang with Remy
1: Wolf. One, two,
2: one,
3: two, three, four. He likes cherries on the marriage, you know. He likes his movies from the town to know and he never stops, he's always ready to go. Gas got station glasses on the way to Rio. And yeah, he get it, yeah, he get it Oh-oh got drunk, I don't regret it Oh-oh, said that he's a disco man And he's got a lot of physical plans And I thought I'd kiss my let
2: Yeah. It's first first pancake. pancake. Okay, yeah. First pancake. <laughs> Woo! That felt fun. Squirrely pancake. That's this great. Was, this was a fun moment.
1: Yeah. You were doing something really cool. I, I was playing the wrong chord, is what it was. But that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. It was good. I couldn't tell if you were playing C sharp minor or it like major. E7. It was well, I was playing some major shit. I
2: switched to major real quick and then oh. I went back to the minor. Ah, gotcha. But I was just hitting the bottoms the bottom string.
3: Yeah. Which is cool.
1: It, did it work? Yeah, it worked. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love your voice. Thank you. It's insane. Thanks. It's Thanks. beautiful and like powerful and earthy and all these things. Oh, Sorry, you. that got a really No, that awkward. was that's good. I love that. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's You're, really powerful. Thank you. I yeah. feel like our voices are um, quite different. We sing quite differently. Yeah, we do. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I love your voice. I, oh, by thanks. the way, I grew up on your
1: voice. Did you? So, yes. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny for me because I still feel like I'm 20, but I know I'm not. Yeah. But um, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I've I've known your songs for a long time. Studied them in school.
1: That's crazy. Did you <laughs> yeah. study music in school?
2: I did. Yeah.
1: Where? where? In um from the Bay Area?
2: Well, yeah, when I was in high school, I studied in the Bay because I grew up in the Bay. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to like a music high school or anything like that, but I was in kind of just after school music programs and, and bands and stuff oh, like cool. that. So I was learning a bunch of music, like pretty much just repertoire time. Any genre um,
1: specific? Were you sort of in... A certain genre, or were you kind of all over the place? I was super all over the place. That's great.
2: Yeah, that's very better, all over the I place. Think. Like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stevie Wonder, a lot of the Beatles, your songs.
1: <laughs> you and don't then, have to include me. <laughs> no, but that's it's
2: true. It's true. And then like like Uptown Funk. Awesome. And like whatever the pop radio was hitting at the time. So like Maroon 5. and. Wow. And then also like jazz stuff. Kind of like neo-jazz shit, like Snarky Puppy stuff, and Hiatus Coyote stuff, and just a lot of different stuff.
1: I feel like your neo-jazz soul, is. it's funny you say that, and I think, oh yeah, I grew up on that too, but it's a different era. So so you're thinking Snarky Puppy. Those guys are my age. Right. They're from Dallas, and I was thinking, you know, the stuff before that, but that's so... Like Jamiroquai. No, I was thinking more like like Neo Soul, I guess. Like, okay. Like, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I don't even know. It's funny how I feel like it's like just this big ball and you put everything in it and you shake it up and then you just roll the dice and you're yeah. a mix of all those crazy things that have, have been in your head and out of your yeah. head. I don't know why it's um
2: like now within the music culture of, you know, like Spotify and just i mean i guess just or everything's like branded as like a genreless artist yeah and i don't know like i don't know why that is happening now but or why it's being labeled as that now when i feel like everything has kind of always been that cuz it's constantly evolving yeah but maybe it's easier for us to put things in categories when we're like looking back on it because you're like oh well that stuff makes sense with that so that's like hair metal but at the time you're like is this hair metal I don't know well I, is th- this?
1: I think people like to put things in boxes and yeah. especially like record companies and marketing they like to tie things up in a bow and tell you what you like and yeah that's just the way it used to be done but I feel like with the way things are now and Spotify or, or any other streaming, but mostly Spotify. I mean, yeah, it's just changed everything. The, the way it's done is just turned upside down on its head, kind of. Yeah. And I've always felt kind of like I hated being told what I was because mm. I always felt very out of whatever it was they were telling me I was. Mm. What <laughs> did know? they tell you you were? I think for a lot, some people would say I was a jazz artist and I came mm. from that stuff and I learned it, but I didn't feel like the records I was making were jazz Quote unquote. So I just, I just think, I just think it's always been weird to label things.
2: Yeah,
3: I agree with you.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't even know how I started talking about that. About that. Oh right. Because we all listen to all this shit, and then it's just—it is the big puzzle in our brain that is subconscious that's just coming out.
1: I wonder what it's going to be like in 20 years when the kids of today listen to stuff more randomly than—I mean, you listen to stuff kind of randomly, though, but I feel like it's times 100 with the all-over-the-placeness. With, with like,
2: playlisting and— and being able yeah it's it's weird because i feel like kids are they have the opportunity with algorithms and stuff now to like really find really good music yeah without even trying yep like you don't have to do shit no, like no. all you have to do is be like okay here's this um i don't know this like pointer sisters song and i'm going to put it on radio and then i'm going to hear <gasps> yeah. all of these amazing songs from the 70s yeah it's
1: it's sick it is and i use it too i use it too and it's amazing but i don't put on records anymore i know and i should i know and i love doing that it's just i get lazy and
2: yeah it's all there it's very rare that i do yeah it's extremely rare i mean i definitely don't put on vinyl but it's such a special thing.
1: But a I lot know. of people do. A lot of people are into people vinyl People are now. into music. <laughs> yeah. People are into music, but a lot of people yeah. are into vinyl now. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, it is good. Do you sell your stuff on vinyl? I do, yeah. Yeah. But I don't even have my own vinyl. Like, I don't have... You don't have a record player.
2: No, I do. Oh, you don't have your... I don't have my vinyl. Record. Right, yeah. On vinyl. I have a, I have a bunch of different records on vinyl, but I never listen to them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, then you probably wouldn't listen to yours if you had I wouldn't it. listen to mine anything. <laughs> Oh man, it's so fun to meet you. Yeah, so you too. I discovered you through Leon Michaels. Yes, yeah, our good friend. Yeah, mutual good friend. Yeah, who's incredible producer and and musician. And yeah, I'm excited you. You did some stuff with him. I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but
2: yeah, I think we are. Okay, I've worked with him. <laughs> yeah,
1: the songs aren't out yet, but they're not out yet. They're in my phone. He's well, cool. I want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> later. Um, yeah, his whole thing is is cool. We were talking about um Homer and Nick mm-hmm. and um, the best. Yeah, Homer Steinweiss and uh, Nick Moshan and diamond mine recording it's a cool crew and i feel like leon has turned me on to so much music yeah and, because he's got great taste and he's he always like playing stuff and and he turned me on to this blossom deary song mm-hmm. and it was like oh man i and i love blossom deary yeah but i had never heard that album yeah the one the the white one the 50 year anniversary one i forget what it's called yeah what is it called um blossom deary sings Oh yeah, but it's like a '70s album or something. It's right? from the '70s. So I always listen to her stuff from the '60s, and I never knew this album, and it's incredible. And and he totally turned me onto it. And then when we were talking on the phone about maybe we do a cover, and he said, "Do you know? Do you like Blossom Dearie?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Do you know the song Sunday Afternoon?" And yeah. I said, "Did you get that from Leon, or did Leon get that from you?" <laughs> and it sounds like Leon heard it from you. I think Leon might have heard it from me.
2: That's awesome. I. Th- I honestly think so, and then yeah, yeah, and then he has gone on to show you, I guess, and then also show another mutual friend, Claro, because I was talking to Claro also about it. Yeah, and we all have this like <laughs> random Leon Blossom Deary like yeah special studio moments it like together. It's like six degrees
1: of of Leon. Uh, six degrees of Leon <laughs> and, and Blossom. Blossom. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's so strange. It's great, but I feel like she is like she's weirdly this um. Because I have a lot of friends my age, like female songwriters, and
1: we all secretly love her. Secretly? Why is it a secret?
2: I think it's it's a secret because not a lot of people know who she is. Yeah. And I feel like she is, especially this album for me, was like honestly mind-blowing to me. Mm -hmm. Like just the fact that her songwriting was so witty and like charming and her voice is just so pure and she's like shredding piano yeah because all of her other records are like kind of classic like jazz standard yeah they're sound, more traditional more traditional jazz sounds and then these are like jazz songs but they're pop songs but they're like smart and like sung
1: by this tiny little woman i know and she it's cool she got like doubled vocals and there's a worry yeah, and the it's kind of 70s but then there's overdubs and there's harmonies and it's, yeah it's just interesting it's and funky and it's, it's funky it's very unique yeah. Because the way she sings is so specifically yeah. different from anyone else. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And all of her lyrics too, I think I really resonate with. They're very like there's like a um almost an evil longing to them. <laughs> Like over these men that she like likes. I don't know. She just paints of such a clear picture of her like emotional state, and it's just beautiful. And I like relate to it so much. That's I think. cool. Yeah, I just love it. But I feel like we I- keep it secret because it's so like I don't want to say it's like a gatekeepy thing, but it like for me it just means so much that I I don't like showing people that much unless I know that they're gonna like appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Well, it spreads like wild wildfire though. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I feel bad because um, I've lived in New York for 24 years now in the wow. city. And, yeah, and I moved there when I was 20. And um, she was playing every week, once a week, at this place called Danny's Skylight Room. Danny's Skylight Room, I think. And I never saw her. Because when I, you were living there. Yeah. I mean, I was—and I and I loved her then. But yeah. I just— you know, you get busy and then when somebody does a weekly gig, you kind of forget, Oh, I'll go next week. Oh, I'll go next month. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm busy this week. I, yeah. I can't believe I'm like kicked myself for that. Yeah. And it's she so passed, stupid. she's
2: passed away now. She died, yeah. yeah.
1: And she was old then, so I should have yeah. just gone. Yeah. Locked. And kept going. That's crazy she was doing weekly. I know. Shit but like I think that's, that's also time. pretty badass. Like so badass. I want to do that when I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to play once a week. That's enough. <laughs> that's so enough. And keep you young. You know, that's how you stay young. Is and you never have to leave the city. Exactly. I guess that's why people do the,
2: the Vegas. Uh, yeah, the we'll the make Vegas people shows. come to them. Yeah, just like live there, live in the MGM. Yeah. Never leave. <laughs>
1: Maybe I'll do that in New York. I don't know. Yeah, maybe
2: in New York. (laughs) Maybe in New York. (laughs) I know nothing against Vegas, but I don't know. I actually like Vegas. I was just in Vegas last week, and it was the most fun I've had in Vegas. Really? But I was only there one day, and I just decided to gamble.
1: Yeah, it's fun when you do that.
2: Yeah, you just have to decide to gamble. I was like, I'm going to go max. I'm going to lose a max of $200. That's good. Did you go over? No. Did you win anything? I overall lost $140. That's great. But I was up at some time at some point so you rode the you had a fun ride I was riding and then we were honestly the best time was when it was me and my band and some of my crew and we we all had just played roulette like hours of electronic roulette and we all were down so we're like okay like as a last last hurrah of the night we're gonna go to a slot machine and just like put everything in the slot machine or put like 20 bucks in the slot machine so we went over to the Crazy Rich Asians slot machine, which is a thing. <laughs> it's a um, thing. That they've created, okay. I guess, based off the movie. And um, we put 20 bucks in that thing. And five minutes later, we had $375. Wow. And it was the most... like We were all just watching the numbers go up. There's a video of us just like... <laughs> all nine of us watching the screen. And the screen was one where... It kind of curves around you like a like a a convex mirror or whatever. Oh wow! And it was it so you're just like all encompassed. Anyway, yeah, gambling is crazy. Vegas is crazy. Residencies, but um,
1: if you if you lean into Vegas and you you ride the ride, it's. it's I've fun. had fun nights in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, I've had really fun nights. It's fun, Vegas. and the crowd is fun. Like yeah.
2: we played a show, and the crowd was awesome. Oh,
1: they're always there to party. So yeah, they're stoked. So fun. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, I take it back. I would do it. I don't know if I'm their cup fatigue, but.
0: <laughs> you want to yeah. play
1: another song? Sure. What you, should we do? You want to write a song? You want to play a song? I don't know. Let's, um. we could do woo. Woo, woo. Yeah, let's do woo. Okay. I practiced this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to practice them all, but I. This I, one's crazy, kind of. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm going to try
1: to hold it down. Okay. Over here.
2: I'm going to. I'll sing.
3: It told me that you're crazy, and I knew I couldn't hear it. When- Got lost, got weak in the knees, got botched like a fucked up The Make surgery it. and the dentist, I was telling me to floss my teeth And I'm running out of Oxycontin, yeah And I'm running out of good options, yeah And I don't know what I really wanted, yeah And fuck, I think I lost my wallet, fuck, I think I lost my wallet Fuck, I think I'm getting out of Whoa, Oh, where does it To my questions, baby. I don't know. But your- soon
1: that was okay yeah I thought so <laughs> that was great that's fun. I got so distracted by how amazing your voice is I oh, was like, thank you oh. i I've never like we've
2: I've never done that song like that and I kind of like it like that yeah, a
1: lot. I, yeah I yeah I tried to do some harmonies, but then I was like, oh crap I forgot how to play I know the harmonies <laughs> are
2: weird too, and the fucking syncopation of all the lyrics too are it's it's a lot weird. of lyrics it's a lot of fucking lyrics I forget them but i
1: see I see the blossom deary in them. You I see? Do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. But I mean, I, I actually kind of do this. Kind of a joke, but also not at all.
2: <laughs> I think this was like right when I wrote this was like right when I was getting into
1: her. But, yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like that at all. No, not at all. But I, I it was. feel it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. See, this is fun, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I feel like when I ask people to do this, especially in the beginning before I had any episodes, and even now I feel like when I ask people to do it, they still don't listen to it and understand completely what it's about. Mm. And so it's always like they don't know what they're walking into. And I'm like, it's easy. It's it's supposed to be fun. You yeah. know, it's not um definitely not polished, but that, that's that's cool. Part of the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. I'm not <laughs> polished at all. So oh, meaning that if it was it would be Oh hard. my god. <laughs> yeah. So so you just did Coachella. I just did Coachella for the first time, yeah. First time? It was your first time
2: going or anything? First time playing. I went one time in 2019. I had a better time playing. Wow. (laughs) Did you have a backstage pass in 2019? I I actually did, but I didn't use it. Uh But I got in because my friend, it was actually the end of my first ever tour that I did, and the people that we were opening for this... um, my friend named Sven, who's in this band called Still Woozy. They their final stop was Coachella. Oh, cool. And so we just like drove down with them after our tour and went uh, to Coachella. And um So how was it this weekend? This weekend was Well, uh, oh, it's two weekends, right? It's two weekends. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's quite a thing. I feel like there's um it's the most pressure and the most work I've ever put into playing a festival. Because people like I think maybe because it's so close to LA or something, like music like music lovers are there, but then also every industry person and their mother is there as well. Like literally everybody's mom is there too. So like it's it's just like a lot of build up to like what is just a show. Which yeah. is I've just it's done It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing that um yeah, it just gets built up. But so the first weekend I was quite nervous, probably the most nervous I've been for a show in years. But it I think it went well. And then the second weekend was so chill and amazing. And I I played with a nine piece band and is that is that yeah, bigger than normal? Bigger than normal. Normally it's a four piece. But oh, okay. I did nine piece, which added kind of to the stress, but also added to the fun because all of my it was all of my friends that like kind of throughout the past ten years of my life, who some of them knew each other, some of them didn't, and then like I got them all in a room and then we all became like this one big happy family. And that's so it awesome. Was so honestly, like the biggest it reminded, me why, or it reminded me why I kind of really love playing music with people in a live setting. And just like like when I was in high school, I was playing music and it's how I like made my friends. Like all of my friends, we were jamming together and that was like my social scene. And then I feel like once you get into working and traveling so much, the community is really important because you're traveling all like my band. Is, we're traveling all together, but it becomes
1: oh yeah a bubble. It's an organism.
2: It becomes an organism. <laughs> yeah. Um, and,
1: when, and I forgot that
2: I can, like, look outside of the organism and, yeah. like, you know, have, this <laughs> sounds weird, but, like, have, like, human experiences again.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense it to you? It does make sense, yeah. You um, can get super insular when you're working hard yes. and touring a lot. Yeah. You know, and that's what you're in that zone right now. Super in that zone. You know, I don't do that anymore. I, t- I mean, I yeah. tour, but I'm not, like, at the beginning making things like riding a wave anymore so but I remember that the waves being ridden hard yeah you're riding the shit out of it oh yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's psychotic and it's honestly like I was talking to my friend who was playing percussion for me at Coachella and he doesn't like really leave town all of his work is kind of like in town work and um and I was just talking and I was like he's like oh yeah you like must have people like texting you all the time blah 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 or like whatever you're like busy and hanging around people all the time because I think he is, and I think that that's just like the general perception of the job is that it's like you're you have like an abundance of friends and fun and mm-hmm. parties, and it's just like it's, like I was talking to him it was, like actually like no, and like nobody really texts me, and I don't really talk to people like ever. <laughs> and I, and then I was like, wait, am I like super lonely? And then I started getting oh, in this big trip about like oh my God. being lonely.
1: Sorry, is this weird Are to talk you, about here? So, no, it's great. Are you? I think sometimes, yeah, it can be isolating being on the road. Yeah, it is super isolating. Even if I mean, you basically have to have your crew and band is either your best friends, and that makes it a lot better. Yeah, or or they're not, and that's really hard.
2: Yeah, I think that when I'm on the road, I'm not lonely and isolated because my band are they are my best friends. Yeah. I also tour with like my boyfriend too, so it's like yeah, which actually is great for me. So for some people, it's bad.
1: You know, it can you be, know. it can be great <laughs> when it's great yeah and it can be not when it's not yeah yeah but it's, it, it's great to feel like you have a little bit of a family on the road totally so do you feel like you're more lonely when you're not on the road yeah but that's because I've been on the road for two years and it's
2: finally winding down like literally right now as we speak it's like yeah. I leave tomorrow for three more shows and then that's pretty much it for the rest of the year so I'm just anticipating this like I need to like Build a life again, and I don't know how to do it because I'm completely out of practice. So
1: I've been through all that. It's really hard.
2: Yeah, it and is it, really and, and hard. And
1: when you finish a tour or or take a break without something really close on the horizon, it gets really—you get depressed. Yeah. Or dude, I do. I get really depressed. Or I used to. Now I have kids, so I'm distracted, <laughs> heavily distracted, and I— Well, that's good. I have, I have, that is my life, basically, when I'm home, so I don't have, yeah. a, have that— um, time to wonder what I'm doing you know but right but I remember that time when I was your age in fact I was 27 when I was my most like lost in my life when I got off tour yeah and I, I took a pottery class and I, dude
3: <laughs> we're the same I
2: literally <laughs> like two weeks ago took a pottery class really at this place called bitter root which is maybe 10 minute drive from where we are right now and I was like, this is going
1: to solve my, all my
2: problems. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> that's so funny.
1: It actually helps. It's like, you it know, it's help. a tool. It's a tool. F- getting a hobby is a pretty rad thing that I didn't learn until I was in my late 20s. Dude, me neither. Yeah. I'm, like,
2: learning it now, but I I don't even know if I'm learning it. I know that I, it needs to be learned. I need
1: to, like, well, actually put it into practice. That's good. You're in the, you're in the open zone where you, you know what you need yeah. to do. Yeah.
2: And it's also weird cuz I just don't I don't want my life to just be like my job and then like my significant other and then like me alone. Like it just it needs to be enriched, but it's so hard to know what to do. So hard to know what to do. And it'll it'll become clear. Yeah. yeah. As you keep going. But I keep having pregnancy dreams and I think it's because oh. I think it's because part of me is like, "Oh, if I have like dogs or like a kid or something. Well, that's the next
1: step is a dog.
2: Yeah, before the kid. <laughs>
1: that well, that's what I did. You you do it in your own order, but like, yeah, I got a dog at twenty seven. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my god. Okay, we're on like the same little path here. I'm yeah, just so like,
1: proud. I didn't have kids till <laughs> so I was like thirty four. Okay. But um I think yeah, something like that helps ground you and it gives you something. Gives you a little bit of a purpose when you're not on stage or recording, basically. But yeah. you got to make sure you get a travel friendly dog. So.
2: Dude. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you know, it's tough. I mean, I have, I got a dog when I was 23. His name is Juno, and I named my first record after him. He was with me the entire time I made that album, and then I went on tour. And my parents were like, "Okay, we'll take care of him while you're on tour," because he was like 40 pounds and he's oh yeah crazy, and I, he was like, "There's <laughs> not there going just- on tour." <laughs> no, and I mean that's like the gamble when you get a dog as yeah. a puppy. It's like you have no idea what their personality is going to be. It's true, and he was definitely not a tour dog so I was like okay can you guys take care of him and then they've just been taking care of him and they sat me down for dinner maybe six months ago and they're like he is not your dog anymore yeah you're never getting you're never
1: getting him back
2: (laughs) we love him he is ours and I was like okay
1: but you I mean what are you gonna do you gotta work
2: I I have to work and
1: like and you're lucky that he has a stable place and you can go visit him exactly exactly yeah no it's great but now I'm like, fuck, I need
2: another dog. Like,
1: <laughs> no, no, you got to wait. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I have to wait a Maybe way. wait. I got a dog, um, my dog Ralph. He's still around, and he's 15 years old. Oh,
2: my God. Is and, he little?
1: Wait, I was 27 when I got him? That means he's—wait, <laughs> maybe my math is off. Okay. Maybe I wasn't 27 when I got him because he's 15 now. Anyway, but he's um, he was supposed to be little, yeah. to take like on the plane and you uh-huh. know, and he grew and grew he's very tall he's he's more like a medium sized dog uh-huh but when he was young I I took him on the plane you know you put him in a bag under the seat in front of you which is really Sad. it's it's actually fine for a lot of small dogs they are, they're comfortable in there but okay. he wasn't because oh. he's tall and I mean he he wasn't like crammed in the bag don't yeah, I don't want any angry letters there. <laughs> um, he he was he fit in the bag. It wasn't like bad, but he got severe anxiety. Um, and it turns out he got severe anxiety on the plane, and on a tour bus, in a car. It's the vibration. Oh, he hates it. He hates Shit. it. So that's, yeah, that's a bummer. I did take him on the bus, on a few bus tours for a long time. He he came on tour a lot, and after the first three days on the bus. He, he totally chilled, and he was fine. Oh, that's but, cool. But, yeah, he was not the, like, travel-ready passport in hand. Dog. <laughs> but he's the best. Yeah. Oh, he, that's good. He, he's a sweetie. But, yeah, for a long time we had to have, like, I had to have roommates. I had roommates for a while who would just live with me so that I could tour, and they would just stay with Ralph for oh, a while, wow. a couple who years were your there. roommates? Some friends. Just friends? Oh, yeah, yeah, like close friends. Oh, that's good. Okay.
2: yeah, I live alone right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's does, wild. Does it? Does it feel like it? You- it feels at times like it's like the best thing ever because I need to have alone time sometimes. Cause I am like surrounded by people a yeah. lot, but sometimes it also it's like I. It'd be nice if there was like a warm body, just like even if it's like
1: three rooms away. Oh, like the roommate situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, compa- like yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I I think I think I've lived alone only short periods. Yeah. Yeah. It it's a trip to be around a bazillion people and then come home and be like, who am I? You yeah. Know? It's yeah. It's like the weirdest thing to navigate, ever. Do you have your? How long have you been in the home you're in now? Two two years. So no. basically, while you've been on tour a lot. Yeah. So do you have it set up and homey or are you not at that phase in your life yet? <laughs> i think yet. that comes in your like mid-30s <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe
2: well yeah it's yeah it's weird i'm actually thinking about like buying a house right now it just feels like a thing to do i don't i yeah. don't know like it, that's what you're supposed to do that's what i'm yeah. supposed to do and i kind of like the Co- this coachella weekend actually inspired me because we rented this house so that we could all stay there and there was a pool oh and i was like wait the pool like the watering hole, like yeah. that's where people gather. <laughs> and I was like, what if I had the pool where we all gathered? You want to be the hostess with the mostest. I do. <laughs> and so I'm like, I need a pool. Um, that's rad. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I want to be chill. But yeah. I think that the I think I'm not chill. And I think the pool will chill me out. Potentially. Maybe, maybe a hot tub would chill you out. Maybe a hot tub. <laughs> that sounds actually
1: fucking great. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah go back and forth yeah that sounds like a good like thing yeah it's a good thing yeah (laughs) that's exciting yeah yeah and you can you can like um decorate it with all your pottery exactly yeah (laughs) the thing about this pottery place though is I was I made a bowl yeah
2: I was like great it's hard to do the wheel it's so hard yeah well so hard but I made a bowl it looks like a bowl and then they're like you're getting it back in six months (laughs) I know it's so unsatisfying (laughs) right yeah I need the bowl, like, next week, dude.
1: Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it takes forever to finish it and bring it home. Yeah, what is up with that? It's weird. Well, because, you know, they're on their own schedule with whatever firing kiln they have. And yeah. And you get a pay. Once you start... If you can go regularly, it gets more clear, but... Yeah. I I'm Do you not, go regularly? Do you still do... Not right re- now, but I I did... I, I haven't done it since, the, like, the pandemic, basically, but I, um... I'm not great at the wheel but I make these weird masks cuz I grew mm. up going to pottery and making these weird masks mm. and so I just sort of Me do too. what I know yeah. from childhood. And yeah. so I do I do that. I do like the hand stuff.
2: I like the hand stuff better. I I took I was like huge art kid in like middle school and high school and I was always in ceramics making. Oh cool. Making I guess I made a couple of masks but I would make like sculptures of shoes and like oh Weird shit.
1: Yeah, I would make weird stuff, too. Yeah. So it's It's familiar. It's familiar. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. When I was a kid, I took the same class every year, and I would make this thing called Slugland. Mm. It's stupid. What is it? (laughs) It's just a slab with, like, a slug family on it. Oh, that's cute. It's really weird. That's cool. Well, I I mean, I think it's cool. (laughs) It's cool, but, like, I think we had slugs on our porch in Texas, and they Mm. were always there, and it was so gross. And I don't know. That's just slugs, not snails. Slugs. slugs, actual
2: slugs. Like banana slugs, or like big, yeah, random. Slugs? Probably like that. Like yellow slugs. No, they were gray. Oh, They're gray. They weren't Holy very shit. pretty, but wow, that's cool, Slugland. Anyway, it's like Dollyland, um, but slugs.
1: Yeah, but I kept doing like different ones. <laughs> I was like you don't need more than one. <laughs> 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 was it a plate? No, it was functionless. Like, <laughs> there's no it's funct- art. That's
2: art. That's uh, it beautiful. Was,
1: I'm not sure it was hard. (laughs) It was like, my nightmares come to life.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Oh one and the same is true and I really like it we did it that was great that was good that
1: was good god that was a good one thank you yeah you like that one okay I
2: do that's good this one makes me nervous for some reason why well first of all it's not out so it's just scary when you're yeah. leading up to that oh like you don't know how people will respond to yeah. something. Yeah. It's it just feels vulnerable. And I also wrote it for this show. Oh. So it's something that which is something I've never done. What show? It's called I'm a Virgo. And it's um it's directed by this guy, Boots Riley. Do you know who that is? Huh. Um he did that movie Sorry to Bother You, which is like crazy. He's like a crazy psychedelic madman. Ah. So I think it's gonna be this really crazy psychedelic show. But um yeah, I wrote it for the show and it's also just very different from my other stuff, which might be good. I don't know.
1: Oh, it's different. I, I know what you mean. When something's very different from everything else, it's yeah kinda it's, like Yeah. It is a little more vulnerable. It feels vulnerable. Yeah. It's yeah. fun to say. It that's, is fun. Well, you sound great. Thank you. That's cool. You sound great too. I like the reharms. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I think I was. Hearing, I know, but that's cool. I heard the minor four <laughs> in one part, and I liked it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, good. I'm glad you didn't mind that it wasn't exact.
2: I don't. Give, I don't give a <laughs> shit, dude. I, I. This is this is very fun for me. Thank you for like learning my songs. It's oh,
1: I'm happy. Honestly, to. such
2: an honor. Like it's crazy. Aww. So thank you.
1: <laughs> it's fun for me, and it, you know, it keeps my brain. Active. Inspired, yeah, active, but like actually inspired. Like mm. I, learning all these songs by different people. Everybody has a different thing they go mm. towards, and you, you're always just picking stuff up and learning. So, mm.
2: do you like see the patterns in people's chord progressions Sometimes. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I haven't completely
2: found yours, but I think I tend to gravitate towards specific keys, and I think I fluctuate a lot. Recently, in my writing, I've been loving a. Major 6?
1: Yeah. That's been very fun for me. Those are great. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Major like 6, that? yeah, I don't know. Do you mostly, do you only write on guitar? Do you play piano or keys or anything? Um, you I mostly write on guitar, but
2: a lot of the times my, one of my co-writers that I write with, like, I've written most of my catalog with him. Um, His name's Jared and he's an incredible guitar player. Jared, what's his full name? Jared Solomon.
1: Okay.
2: Um and we grew up together. We oh, were like cool. in bands together when we were 15 and 16, so you we've known each chemistry. other yeah, yeah, known each other for a long time and have been making music together for a long time. And I just a lot of the time he is just a genius so he's just like making these crazy progressions that I don't even really know what's going on but I will sing on top of them but when I write alone I tend to love what do I like I love a one four yeah or like a four five I like I love two chord songs I do too. I love them.
1: Well, like Disco Man. It's Disco kind of, Man. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote it's that one. It's just a jam. And then you can put you can put different melodies over it and change it and have a chorus and you can yeah. yeah. It's
2: just fun. It's like easy and breezy and just like awesome. Um, and sometimes like if I'm writing alone, it's just too complicated for me to have too many progressions going on cuz I'm not a great I like can definitely make my way around a guitar, but I'm not like a great player, so it's just easier to keep it simple. Two chord bangers, love love them.
1: It's great, and then yeah. you have fun. Yeah, and you can dance while you're playing. You can dance. You can, <laughs> can, can kind of yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. When there's too much going on, it gets a little. It's
2: crazy. I mean, it's 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 crazy. But when other people are doing the crazy, then I can like, re- like do my crazy.
1: Yeah, a little more. Do you ever play guitar in your shows? No, or not. You I really don't. It. I hate playing on stage. Why? Because you can't dance. I can't move. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love moving and I love holding the mic. And I think if I were to ever play something, I would want to play bass or something because that just feels more like. Like you can wobble around. Like I can wobble. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm the opposite. If I don't have a guitar or a piano on stage, I don't know how to move. It's like I don't know how to move. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's like I. Do you I get, normally play? I play. play I everything. normally play piano and then. Okay. Some guitar on stage. Some guitar. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a great guitar player, but I, I yeah, I like to you switch it. it up. Yeah. I like getting up from the piano because I like to face the audience, mm. and I love to play the guitar. Yeah. But um, yeah, the piano is so awesome, but it's so limiting on stage. It really separates you from everybody. Yeah. It Separates you from the
2: band. Do you like? With your stage plot, is
1: it like you in the center with the piano? It's a constant struggle because I really? have to see everybody, <laughs> right. and I like to be close. Mm-hmm. I don't like being too far away. Yeah. I don't like relying on monitors, you mm. know, so I like to be close enough. I mean, we have monitors, obviously.
2: Do you and, do any ear monitors? or No. Okay, well. I,
1: I, just- I used to when I was, you know, starting out. We were playing big, bigger venues, though, so. Yeah. But, I know. Uh, that's I, I hate them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like you probably need them with the kind of places you play. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so. Coachella, you know? Like I mean,
2: yeah, you can't get around it. Yeah. So and a lot of the rooms I've been playing, like theaters are just so verby. They are. It's, they can trip you up. It's yeah, it's just trippy. So you kind of need it, but I'm bad and I do one ear in, one ear out. Is that bad? It's bad. Well, it's bad for your hearing. Bad for your hearing. Yeah. This I- ear is this is the one I take out and there's a noticeable difference. Wait, so which
1: one is it bad for? This one. The one you don't use it in. Yeah. See, I feel like when I used to use them, it was the ear I had in that would ring after mm. the fact. Maybe I just I think my stage volume has never been that loud. Yeah. So you probably have a much louder Mine's situation a louder going
2: cuz we're going just everybody's going crazy. Yeah. And it's just it's just loud. And I like it to be loud so that I can, like, feel the energy of it. Because if it's too quiet, then I'm like... It's it's just so dissociative or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's such a... it's. Everybody does things different. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. So different.
2: It's awesome, though. The only other person that I know that doesn't use in-ear monitors is um, Madison Cunningham. Do you know her? I know who she is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she, like, just has her four-piece, and they're all just, like really close together, and yeah.
1: they hate in-ears, and they just rock the wedge. And yeah. It's my favorite way to do it. Yeah. The piano just kind of throws a wrench into it. Yeah. Do you it. use the grand piano? or? I do. I For a long time, in the middle of the last 20 years, I used the upright because okay. I was playing more guitar. But that's mm. when I had a bigger band, yeah. And I didn't play as much piano. And now I have a smaller band, and I'm, like, really digging into the piano. And I I I, I might try it upright again, but I think I'll miss the low end, you know? Yeah. But oh, whatever. Bored. Blah, blah. This is some <laughs> nerd talk. Is this nerd talk? I not mean, to me, but... Not to me. Like, I wonder if people listening are, like... Do you like, think they're bored? <sighs> I don't <yeah>. know. <laughs> it might be a Are you guys fast. bored? <laughs> yeah, are you guys bored? Are you... This is, like... Interested. This is what I'm interested in. I know. Well, <laughs> because you're a musician, I don't know if... If everybody's interested in this stuff, but yeah, I shit. think it's interesting. Everybody, everybody. I just like to hear what people do. Cause yeah. Because it's like, I need to learn. Everybody slices their ham differently. Wait, that's not a thing. Turkey? Turkey, maybe. No, there's like a way to slice it.
2: Yeah, I feel like
1: there's definitely a way to slice ham, too. I know people like cube ham and do shit like that. What about like um, the deviled ham? What is that? Is that just like minced ham? Deviled Ham? Deviled Ham. I've never heard of that. That'd be a good band name. Deviled Ham. <laughs> That's fire. You're recording an album? I'm recording an album, yeah. Yeah. Do
2: you have any idea when <laughs> it's going to be done? Probably soonish. Yeah. I want it to be done soonish because I'm kind of over it. I've pretty much been writing it for a year and a half
1: now. Well, you said you. Are you writing. A lot, and then you whittle it down very from a huge swath of songs. Basically. Yeah, there's probably like 50 songs or something. That is crazy. Yeah, that sounds intense. I've never done it like that. It's super intense. Have you really never? Okay, no. what's your? What do you do? Normally? I, I I normally um, have a group of songs and get excited and start doing it. And I usually have very few on the floor after like maybe two or three. If I'm lucky for it's very few on the floor, like at, that don't make the record.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. My, my process is super, has been super different. I think it's because I work with different people. Like, I haven't yet done a project that's like solely one mm. producer or a project where it's like I'm taking songs to a producer. It's more like I go in, mm-hmm. we have a
1: session, and we like make the song in the room with different people. Yeah. Yeah, but that's sort of a typical way to do it in the world of pop music and I don't yeah. know, that kind of pop, well, more like popular music, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what I that's definitely what a lot of people in LA do. It's a very LA yeah, type thing, but it's been interesting because I have these songs. I like 50 of them or something like that. I like them all. There's ones that I definitely like more. But since I've gotten home from tour and I get I get in these like little depression things. But it's kind of awesome because I will sit in my house and I've just been writing songs alone on the guitar, which I haven't done in years. Oh, yeah. Because like, you've been too busy. <laughs> too busy to do it. <laughs> and I'm just like, I feel like that needs to be the next
1: ah you
2: know which i think is maybe more of a it's a more focused project more focused project yeah i
1: I mean writing that way is so cool because you're going it's like going fishing and you're like catching all this cool stuff but being in a zone and catching a vibe and then like threading it through everything is a different way it's a totally different way that i
2: think i really want to do yeah, you will. Yeah, you know? I think there's just so many things I want to do, and I feel like I'm just like... Uh, focus. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can I focus for once in my life? I also don't really get to talk to people like you a lot who ha- have, like, done what I'm doing and are have done it for a way longer time and have kind of just been through the ringer, so thank you for talking to me.
1: I'm happy to talk to you. It
2: makes me feel
1: less... Insane. Call me um, anytime. <laughs> Except, I, yeah. I mean, you're on a much different ride. You know, we're we're still on different rides, so I don't different know. Different rides, very different worlds, and like different stage setup. <laughs> yeah, you know everything. <laughs> but still, yeah, there's a common, there's a common thing. If you ever need anything,
3: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs>
1: you. Okay, should we just try this? I think
2: I might be really bad at singing this song. When I was when I threw this out as an option. I did not realize that I was going to have to sing it, I think. I was like, oh, this is a great one. What did you think was going to happen?
1: I was going to sing it for you. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Well, we can try it. It's high because her voice is very high. Yeah,
2: it's so high. Okay. Okay, I know it now. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Do I not know this? Okay. Ready? Yeah.
3: Okay. We're on the highway. We're digging Sunday afternoon. Roll up the highway. We're heading for a Sunday afternoon. Plenty of sunshine lighting the way for lovely things to do. Taking our own sweet time. Digging Sunday afternoon Plenty of people Stretching their legs out Shifting into gear Traveling roads with Curious faces staring back at you Taking our own sweet time Moving up easy and slow on the highway, we're taking Sunday. Tasting the sweetness, living to the full Thinking about children, laughing and singing Taking us to school Taking our own sweet time Growing up easy and slow We're on the highway, we're digging Sunday afternoon Thinking about people Tasting the sweetness Living to the full bum, bum, bum. Thinking about children Laughing and singing Taking us to school Taking our own sweet time Growing up easy and slow We're on the highway We're digging Sunday On the highway, we're digging Sunday afternoon.
2: There it is.
1: I love it. I love it. I think sound good. It was fun. I tried to yeah. double you um, and be the double when I could. Yeah, that was good. Was, I like singing in unison. I feel like I've been so into harmonies my whole life that I forget that unison's fun. Unison's fucking fun. It can be really fun. Do you I, have other singers in your band, or is your whole band sing? Um...
2: With the nine piece that we just did, I have two singers singing with me, so doing mm-hmm. harmonies. Um, but normally it's just I have the harmonies in the track. Ah, you do it but a I'm joint. a huge harmony yeah. person. yeah, really into them. They're great. but I love I love the unison. Who sings in unison there's I was just list- I don't know what it was. I was just listening to some stuff that was in unison and I was like, damn, like it is such a flex to be able to to really to yeah. really do it so well.
1: Yeah, do you know Gillian Welsh and David Rawlings? They have this one song they do that is in unison. And they play so quiet, so it's even harder, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, their voices are just so melded together anyway, but it's really beautiful. Mm. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's my favorite. Well, this was so fun. So fun. Thank you. Thank you for
3: for doing it. Now we're
1: friends. Now we're
3: friends. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yay. We did it.
1: Yay. Wow! Aww. I love her voice. <laughs> She's great. I'm so glad we did that Blossom Teary song.
0: <laughs> it's so cool to hear this like stripped down version of what she does.
1: Yeah, because her, her albums are very pop kind of production wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To like
0: not have that much going on but still be so powerful is just like yeah. real credit to her voice. She's great. I love her. Let's hang out. Come on, Remy, let's hang out more. If you want to know
1: what songs we played in this episode, we did Disco Man from Remy's EP, I'm Allergic to Dogs. We did Woo from the same EP, the song Prescription, which is Remy's latest single, released earlier this year, 2023. And we did Sunday Afternoon, the Blossom Deary song from The Blossom Deary Sings, 1973 album. This episode was recorded at Nightbird Recording Studios, recorded by Colton Lakey, assisted by Luis Sanchez Navarro, Mixed by Jamie Landry. Edited by Sarah Oda. Additional editing and mixing by Matthew Vasquez. Additional engineering by Matt Marinelli. Artwork by Eliza Fry. Photography by Shervin Lenez. Produced by Nora Jones and Sarah Oda. That's me and you. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hey, girl. I'm like, why isn't she responding? <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening. Bye. <sighs>